Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show. And we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. This is going to be a funny show, and I'll tell you why. As you guys know, uh, Jason Whitlock and Stephen A. Smith are having a back and forth. Um, and I remember, might have been a few months back, it may have even been a year ago, where I had stumbled upon an audio of Jason Whitlock essentially saying, Stephen A. Smith doesn't know much about sports. He doesn't know anything about the NFL. He's a basketball guy, really. Um, and I remember him saying that, but I didn't really pay much attention to it. Now, as you guys know on this channel, we cover sports news, some entertainment topics, <coughs> excuse me, and predominantly uh, basketball content. We rarely talk about the NFL. The reason we rarely talk about it is because um, it's not my forte. I don't feel comfortable enough to talk about it based on the knowledge that I have. So I try to avoid it. You know, we have Marcellus Wiley that visits the show. So I, you know, I tend to ask him more about NFL because he's a former professional NFL player. So obviously he'll be more versed in certain topics. So what happened yesterday? Uh, they were on ESPN and they were talking about the overtime game that took place in the Super Bowl. And some of the 49ers players were coming out essentially saying that they were unaware of the overtime rules that are in the playoffs. Because some of you may be aware that the overtime rules in the playoffs and the overtime rules in the regular season are different. So what we want to do is I actually want to read uh, from Fox Sports. No, no, here. I have the article here from Fox Sports uh, where they basically break down the definition of the new rules that the NFL implemented. So let me let me get into this article here. 2024 NFL overtime rules, regular season versus playoffs. The 2023 postseason featured the debut of the new NFL overtime rule that ensures both teams receive at least one possession in any playoff game that ends tie after four quarters. Here's everything you need to know about the league's overtime rules. Regular season overtime rules. In the regular season NFL games that are tied after four quarters of uh, regulation, will enter a 10-minute overtime period. OT begins with a coin toss to determine who will get the ball first. Each team will have the opportunity to possess the ball unless the team that gets the ball first scores a touchdown on the opening possession. Sudden death play where the game ends on any score uh, continues until the winner is decided. 
um, and in a few other footnotes, each team gets two timeouts. The point after try is not attempted if the game ends on a touchdown. Now, let's get to the playoff overtime rules. How does it work, and can a playoff game end on a tie? Unlike regular season games, which can end in a tie, postseason games can't. Overtime rules in the postseason consist of as many 15-minute periods as they're necessary until there's a winner, instead of a single 10-minute overtime period in a regular season game. Both teams will now get at least one possession if, uh, even if the team that has the first possession scores a touchdown. If the team that got the ball first doesn't score a touchdown, or if the score is tied after each team has possessed the ball, the next score would end the game. If the score is still tied at the end of an overtime period, or if this second team's initial possession has not ended, the teams will play another overtime period. Play will continue regardless of how many overtime periods are needed for a winner to be uh, determined. That's the rule. And this is the rule that NFL coaches should know. This is the rule that NFL players ought to know. So what happened yesterday on, on ESPN First Take? They're talking about this because they were refer, they were reacting to some comments that the players of the 49ers were saying where they said basically they were not versed on the rules. And then Stephen A. Smith starts to talk. And as he's talking, you come to the realization that even he himself was unclear of the rule. And at the very end, Shannon Sharp basically had to save him from embarrassment by explaining the rule to him again. And then Stephen A. Smith actually tries to save face at the end and say, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I just meant to, in terms of the the, the, the veracity and the, the, the moment that we were in. So for those of you who didn't hear that uh, soundbite, we want to play it for you now, and then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Stephen A. Smith had to say here. I'm coming to you on this one, Shannon. This was a little surprising for me to hear the Niners players admitting they didn't even know the OT rules can, can you break that down for me no and I would have never admitted that publicly right just they, they changed the rules a couple of years ago because everybody felt that whoever got the ball between the Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen that's what who was going to win the game and so the NFL because it used to be sudden death any score in overtime the first two score the game was over but they say you know what uh, it doesn't seem fair now, if you kick a field goal, you don't win. We're going to give the other team a possession. And then Patrick Mahomes comes back. He gets in field goal range in 13 seconds. They get the ball in overtime, and they win. And the NFL says, you know what? Patrick Mahomes is so good, we want everybody to have a possession. Mm. You know, this is like this is elementary school. So everybody should get a, an award. Everybody should participate in the overtime. And you didn't know that? Even if you – yes, that better rule. I, everybody should know that. Come on, guys. Yeah. yeah. But you didn't score a touchdown, so it didn't even matter. You're talking about if you had scored. Right. Doesn't matter. You didn't score. I, would, I like the ball. Honestly, I like the ball second because, you know, Dio, I want to know what I need. And guess what? I get an extra down because I get to go for it on fourth down if I didn't get it on third right. down. And see, that was the difference. Because and if Kyle, you scored a two-point conversion as well. Yeah. And Exactly. Yeah. Because Kyle Shanahan, he kicked the field. He took the field goal. But had it had he needed no, he needed a touchdown. He's going for it. So I I would have I would have because the game doesn't end if I score a touchdown. Mm -hmm. It's not like the old rules in regulation. Mm -hmm. In regulation, you score a touchdown, game's over. But in the postseason, everybody's going to get a possession. So scoring first does not matter. Mm -hmm. I would have deferred because I need to know what Patrick Mahomes did, and so now I get an opportunity to either match 
or uh, uh, exceed what well, he did. I will say yeah. this, you, you, number one. No, number one, this particular situation is a smear on the entire organization. It is. And let me tell you why. Number one, you're the coach, Kyle Shanahan. It's your job to make sure you articulate what the situation is, that your players know all the rules they need to know. That's number one. Number two, hold the players accountable. Last time I checked, you can read. Yes. You understand? You, 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 you're playing the game. This is your profession. How in God's name are you going to be post-game at the Super Bowl and talk about you weren't even aware of the circumstances of an overtime game when it's a Super Bowl championship yes. on the line? It just goes to show that folks were asleep at the wheel, at least to some degree. They certainly didn't play that way, especially defensively, because I give them a lot of credit where credit is due. But nevertheless, you cannot have a situation where you're admitting post-Super Bowl that you didn't even know the rules that pertain to overtime. Overtime is sudden death. Overtime is everything is on the line right now. And it's the Super Bowl championship that's on the line. And you're literally saying you weren't aware of it. That is just embarrassing. And that is a no, negligence of duty. No, no. It's not sudden death because everybody it, – it's sudden death in regulation. But, you uh, score a touchdown, right. you win the game. Understood. But the postseason – Wild card, divisional, wild uh, uh, championship game, and right. Super Bowl. Both teams will possess the right. football. I didn't mean it in, in its literal sense. I, I get, you're totally right. right. I'm just talking about yeah. the urgency of the moment yes. is there. It's flagrant. You cannot be in a situation like that saying you didn't right. know the rules. It's basically college Dan, football. Dan, you know I want college you football, everybody gets Hold a possession. Up. I want to get Dan in here, guys. So you heard what Stephen A. Smith uh, had to say. Now, some people may be saying, why is this a big deal? I didn't understand. I mean, you don't know all the NFL rules. You don't talk about the NFL. That's a very good point. But here's the fundamental difference. The fundamental difference between a Stephen A. Smith and I is I don't work for ESPN, number one. Number two, I'm not getting paid, what? What is he getting paid? $12 million a year, $1 million a month to know these things. He is, not me. Not me. He is. So as someone is the face of the network to not know the overtime rule of an NFL game in a Super Bowl, that means... Even as the game was, uh, even if the game was going on, even he was confused. So had Shannon Sharp not made that swift correction, Stephen A. Smith himself would have been totally confused by the rule. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Yesterday, there was a marquee game that took place uh, in the NBA uh, between the it was an ESPN game, actually, between the Los Angeles Clippers uh, and the Golden State Warriors. Right now, that game was starting pretty late where I was, which was 4 a.m. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm not staying up to watch that game. But I remember waking up at a certain point. I think it was in the third quarter. And I just checked my phone, the NBA dot uh, com app. And I actually saw that the Clippers were actually down 10 points. And I was like, man, I'm just going to go back to bed because the Clippers are going to lose. But then what happens? I wake up and I see that the Clippers actually won the game 130 to 125. And I was like, what the hell just happened here? So I immediately decided, okay, when I wake up, well, like I got to go look at the highlights, right? So I go look at the highlights of what the hell happened. And when I started looking at the highlights, it was like this. I mean, it was a heated game. You had... Mason Plumley going at this guy. You had Draymond Green, who's always in the mix, going at Paul George. Draymond made this weird-ass face, like, sticking his tongue out. And, bro, 
Then he goes to the side of the um he goes to the, the to the to the to the bench of the Golden State Warriors and he's holding up four fingers like flashing his rings at Paul George and them. And you know, it was just really, really contentious game. And then as I'm watching uh a little bit further, I didn't see that head coach Tyron Lou gets ejected out of the game. He gets ejected. So I have to go back and look at the replay. And apparently Ty Lu was having this back and forth with the referees. And then he he did a U-turn back to the referees. He was trying to say something to them. And then they tossed him out of the game. So what happened? Uh, this morning, um, I came across an article uh, from fadeawayworld.net uh, where they were basically highlighting an audio of Ty Lu post-game essentially calling the referees cheaters, saying all they do is cheat. All they do is cheat. But before we even get into his comments, this video is brought to you by our sponsor, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats, and then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries, Stephen Curry for more than 25 points, and then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks, and Damian Lillard for more, for more than four three-pointers made. PrizePix is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about PrizePix is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, PrizePix discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit matchup up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com slash CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So what we want to do is want to quickly play what Ty Lue had to say. It's only like a 13 second clip. And then we're to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Ty Lue had to say here. So you heard what Ty Lue had to say. When he said that, I was like, hmm, you know for sure he's going to get fined by the NBA. There's no way the NBA is going to let that one slide, especially, especially uh, coming from a head coach. Now, if it comes from a player, that's another thing. They're going to find him anyway. But when it comes from a head coach, that's even more serious. I think the reason they deem it as being more serious is because um, usually players are in a game, their emotions are running high because they're, you know, they're competing. Whereas a coach, it should be a little bit more measured uh, with their response. For, for him to say that, and you saw all of those cameras, he was going through the tunnel actually saying that, you know, that says a lot. So let's actually address his comments of the refs were cheating, the refs were cheating. Well, uh, few weeks ago, a number of weeks ago, there was a game that was played between the Lakers and the Toronto Raptors, where the Toronto Raptors head coach was going off on the referees again. He's like, listen, if you, if, if you know, like, if this is how the way it's going to, the game is going to be, if you're going to decide the game before we get it, just tell us so we don't bother coming all the way over here, right? So it's not the first time that we've heard NBA coaches go at refs. It's not the first time. But in the case of Ty Lue, I had to sit back and ask myself, well, why is he saying this? Because he said, they always, not they cheating, they always be cheating. And it made me think to myself, okay, he's been the Clippers head coach for the past three years. What would make him say that? Well, 
there's one thing about the Clippers is quite weird when it comes to the NBA, and that's the scheduling. Um, the Clippers have this very weird relationship with the with the front office who who puts together the schedule. They usually have one of the worst schedules in the NBA. Um, another place where this was evident was the 2021 playoffs. For those of you who may not be aware or don't remember, during that playoff run, the Clippers, all the way up to the Western Conference Finals, were given no more than one day's rest between games, including travel. Other teams, you see them rest for two days, some teams three days. And the Clippers, they were playing every other night all the way to game six of the Western Conference Finals. And I'm saying to myself, what kind of scheduling is it? Like, who does this type of scheduling? Who would put a schedule like this together, right? Like, this is a ridiculous schedule. But nevertheless, it always happens. I've heard some players talk about it, like Paul George complain about the scheduling. But to hear Ty Lu <clears throat> uh, come out there and say that, that's pretty damning um, because he's implying that there was some type of favoritism towards the Warriors. Now, I don't know that. What I do know is that these two teams don't like each other. I heard Stephen Curry's comments at the end of the game where he said, I can't stand losing to those guys. So there's a little thing brewing. And of course, when you got Suge Knight on the court and Draymond Green, he's always ready to stir things up. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. It looks like there's some beef in these YouTube streets. It looks like people are beefing. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, beefing season. I don't know what the hell it is. Everybody got to beef with somebody. Shannon Sharp beefing with Mike Epps and, and, and Corey Holcomb. They over there. Uh, now you got, um, you know, Pat McAfee uh, and Bill Simmons. They're going back and forth with each other. Now, some of you are like Pat McAfee and Bill Simmons. What are you talking about? Well, um, if you know anything, uh, Pat uh, Bill Simmons used to work at ESPN. He left the game. He was known as a person that would uh, say what he thinks. Let's just put it this way. He would say what he thinks, and sometimes it would cause him to bump heads with um, executives there at ESPN. He then goes, leaves, does his own thing. I believe he st- he founded, I think, it's not The Athletic. I forgot the name of the company, but I know that he sold it for like $100 million. So he's doing his thing, and he got into the podcast game uh, pretty, pretty early, and he has a fantastic website. So... He's doing his thing. So he was one of the guys that went independent sooner. um, And he started, you know, kind of creating the business model that a lot of us are trying to uh, replicate here today. Then you have Pat McAfee, who also came from the independent space, had a huge show, the Pat McAfee show. And then ultimately he was then recruited over to ESPN. And when that once that happened, obviously he was going to be getting more um, brand recognition uh, because he's on a bigger platform. They offered him, I think, an $80 million contract over five years, if I'm not mistaken. So he's over there doing his thing. But during his time at ESPN, there's been these whispers all over the internet by various um, news outlets. One of them is, uh, what's, his, what's the guy's name? I think Behind the Lines. He always talks a lot about ratings. He talks a lot about ratings and he always points these things out. But apparently the ratings that ESPN had hoped uh, Pat McAfee will bring in are not hitting the way that they had expected to, right? So some of his ratings have been a bit uh, disappointing based on the standards that ESPN has had in place uh, for him. And you all know the back and forth and the friction uh, that Pat McAfee has had with some of the executives there at ESPN. Fantastic. So what happens? Uh, this morning, I wake up 
and I'm going through the internet, <clears throat> and I come across an audio of um, Bill Simmons on the Bill Simmons podcast, and he's making fun of uh, uh, Pat McAfee's ratings and numbers at ESPN. And then as I continue to do some more digging, I'd also see that Pat McAfee actually responded back to Bill Simmons. But before we even get into this back and forth, this video is brought to you by our sponsor, Price Picks. Price Picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats, and then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries. Stephen Curry for more than 25 points, and then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks, and Damian Lillard for more for more than four three-pointers made. Price Picks is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about Price Picks is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit matchup up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com slash CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So what we want to do is want to play um, a quick compilation of Bill Simmons making fun of Pat McAfee and the way he does his show and talking about his ratings. Uh, and then we're going to come back. So take a listen to that uh, soundbite there. All right. Third. So this is a quick one, but have you noticed how with sports ratings, everybody's sports ratings are up on TV? Like we just had the Super Bowl came out. It was the most watched Super Bowl ever. 123 million. It's like, man, that, that seems weird because I thought people under 25 were on TikTok and on YouTube and uh, on Snapchat and on all the streaming services. You have so many more TV choices. Why would the ratings go up? And then you see like ESPN, they do at the end of the year or the end of the month, be like highest ratings ever for Get Up and all these different shows. Same for Fox, all their shows are up. Everybody's ratings are basically up except for the NBA and whoever replaced the 12 p.m. Sports Center. Well, McAfee's created a new version of how to do this. Uh-oh, yeah. Why I know? I don't know. We're not allowed to talk about Pat McAfee? Let's do it, I don't know. He starts the show and it'd be like, Cowboys, bro, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> What's going on there, bro? And then it cuts to his three people. Right. And then they'll be like, well, I don't know. And then they'll go back to him and say, it's not good, bro. Not right. good. Not keep an eye on that, bro. Yeah, two of them are looking to take their first cigarette break. <laughs> and then McAfee's just uh, going to... We don't have a rundown, bro. <laughs> no rundown on this show, bro. Duke's a hazard lot. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, Mike McCarthy, it's not looking good for him, bro. It's not looking good. Not looking good for that guy, bro. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I don't... I would be really hard to do this podcast with seven people staring Right. But then you have to, do you, how do you include the seven people? It is tough. Yeah, it is tough. You'd be I, like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get to Bobby yet. Right. I felt a little better about uh, bouncing stuff off of Harry after watching some of uh, that show this week. Jordan Love. I don't know, bro. <laughs> that guy's good. He's what just good, you know? bro. He's just good. <laughs> uh-huh. He's good, uh -huh. bro. Yep. 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 It's good. The guy can sling it. He's uh -huh. good. Um, That's our only line. 
So here's the schedule. So you heard what he had to say. Now I want to go a little bit further because we got this article actually from Sports Illustrated. And I want to go a little bit further into this quote into his quotes. He then says, and then you see ESPN at the end of the month, they'll be like the highest ratings ever for Get Up and all these different shows. Same thing for Fox. All their shows are up. Everybody's ratings are up except for the NBA and whoever replaced the 12 p.m. Sports Center spot, which is where Pat McAfee's shows sit. He then goes on to say, if your ratings don't go up, it's probably a bad sign. As you probably surmise, it was McAfee that replaced the noon edition of, uh, what is it, of Sports Center. And then the article then says quickly, last month, former Post columnist Andrew Marchand reported that Pac, uh, that McAfee's audience declined uh, an average of 48% from his first take lead-in from September through December 2023, and that was down 12% versus the comparable window the prior year. So that's what Bill Simmons says. That's what the New York Post had to say there. So then what happens? Pat McAfee then goes on his show, and he decides now to respond back to Bill Simmons. So if those of you didn't hear that, want to quickly play what he had to say here, and then we're going to come back and give you guys our final thoughts. Take a listen to that. Uh, I think one of their parlays on Fanduel had like 60,000 people riding alongside mm-hmm. of him. Pretty good. I think Bill Simmons, who has it all figured out, yep, I think yeah. he had like 8,000 yep, people yeah, riding alongside yep, of him. Like 8,300, I think. That's a hit. huge number. Yeah. yeah, it did not hit. That's no. really big. Really good, Bill. You still have it. <laughs> I think we had 250,000 yep. people or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like that. yeah, keep running your mouth, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> keep running your mouth. Uh, anyways, Chiefs. So you heard uh, what Pat McAfee had to say here. What are my thoughts on this? Well, first of all, I think there's an element of Bill Simmons poking fun at people who still go back to work for ESPN. I think, I think some of these guys that have gone independent are looking at people that are still rushing to go back on linear uh, television and saying to themselves, bro, when are you going to cut the umbilical cord? When are you finally going to bet on yourself? Now, maybe in the minds of those people that love to be on linear, they're saying to themselves, you're getting a guarantee check because when you go in independent, you don't, in most cases, unless you get some type of mega deal. Um, you get the job security because you're getting these long-term contracts. If you get a two-year deal, three-year deal, you know exactly how much money you're going to be making over the next two to three years. Whereas when you're independent, think that you know it, things can change. Uh, you know, depending on how you got your business uh, structured, right? So you have that. But maybe Bill Simmons is like, bro, when are you guys just going to finally take the dive? Don't you see where all of this thing is trending towards linear TV? I mean, who's watching TV these days? I mean, people still watch, but people are people. Uh, viewers behavior is changing. So what's what's taking you guys so long? And a quick aside, I was thinking about Stephen A. Smith just um, the other day, and I was like, this is a perfect time to um, introduce him here to the topic. I remember Stephen A. Smith talking about there's no more, um, what is it? There's no more uh, uh, integrity in sports journalism. These people want to BS and all of this stuff. If Stephen A. Smith feels so uh, if he feels like he's so that that he's such a big deal being on ESPN, why did he come into why did he come into the independent spe- as, as, as spec, uh, sector? Why did you come on YouTube? You know, you, like if if you felt like you guys were doing it the right way, why did you leave what you were doing and then decide to come on YouTube to join the rest of us out here? If you felt like what you're doing is above it all, so you're going to leave TV, come here, and then basically dictate who gets to talk and who doesn't get to talk. The nerve of these guys! But anyway, 
Now let's look at Pat McAfee's side. Pat McAfee, and also, excuse me, the part that Bill Simmons may be looking at this thing from and saying, it's like, bro, you were a big deal already. I think you had a $120 million deal with FanDuel. Why would you leave that to go back into a corporate structure where these guys put you in a box and you can say this, you can't say that? Why would you do that? So I think there's a part of Bill Simmons that looks at Pat McAfee is like, bro, what are you doing? Now, in terms of Pat McAfee responding back to Bill Simmons, talk about his numbers, uh, you know, I can understand that, right? It gets annoying. People are talking about you. It gets annoying. They're talking about your show. It gets annoying. I think uh, that's a natural reaction. But what's interesting is that everybody, everybody's going at everybody these days. Uh, and it looks like the way this, it looks like that's the way this thing is trending. Uh, sports media is still, I think the dust hasn't settled yet. And I don't know what direction we're going in right now because everybody's talking sports. You have independent guys like us. You have athletes coming into the space. You have musicians coming into the space talking sports. Everybody's. And then, of course, you have people that were formerly on television. So who knows where this thing is going, but I just think it's interesting. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.